Congratulations. You've made it to the highlight of your week. No, I'm not talking about that five to seven minutes you used to play with your ding-dong when your girlfriend's gone. No, I'm not even talking about happy hour with the boys. I'm talking about none other than hanging out with Hagen. That said, we got an awesome show planned for you today. We start by seeing what's new with Steve. Then we do a rapid-fire recap. We move things along, do a standings check-in. Then we do a look-ahead to see what's going on this week. And then we wrap things up with a very special interview with none other than the author of Nick's Picks. Don't go anywhere. You're not going to want to miss it. It's Hanging Out with Hagen. Steve, what's going on? Not much, Ryan. Just back at it. Week five, ready to hit the ground running. Had a nice weekend. Chilled Friday, stayed low-key. Went to a hospital gala on Saturday. So just enjoyed myself a little bit. Nice, nice. Anything exciting happened to you this weekend? You know, uh, I wouldn't say anything too out of the ordinary. My internet, uh, my internet died in the storm, which was a bummer on Friday. So I had to find some alternative uh, entertainment. But I think I figured that out. A little porn hub. Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. Went a little south of the border. Oh, <laughs> chips and salsa, huh? Yeah, a, little, a little Venezuelan love. Oh, okay. So not well, bad, not I'm bad. sure you're going to have to expand on that a little bit later. Maybe but, later uh, in the pod when we get our guest on. But we got yeah. some work to do beforehand. Hell yeah. Well, hey, let's get this thing rolling. Rapid Fire Recap. Take it away, Stevie. Rapid Fire Recap, week four, brought to you by Hagen and Sons. We start off with the game of the week, Odell Beckham Jesus versus Flashing Flash. And for the first time this year, I finally got a game of the week right. It went into Monday night. It was a tight one. But then Nick, long dog Nick, always just dropping on BJ, pulled off as as usual. Big game by Cooper Cup. No, no extraordinary measure. Had a big outing by Fournette on his bench. Uh, flashing flash, big outing by his boy Godwin on the bench. I guarantee he won't let that happen again. So it was good. It was a good game of the week. Yeah, it was uh, pretty nice. I think I checked the uh, scores uh, earlier in the day, and I saw that Nick was projected something like seventy-seven points. And then to add up and end up over uh, triple digits there—that was uh, quite the feat in its own right. Yes, he pulled out when he needed it most. And then we go to the <laughs> next game. I'm feeling it versus Pittsburgh Fields. Uh, once again, I was not feeling it. Uh, 69.7. a low-scoring game all around. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, you know, it's just uh, <clears throat> nothing really to say here. I, did, I just didn't have a uh, have a good performance there. Uh, a lot of my guys – actually, like, none of my guys minus found the end. Minus six from Baltimore out. Yeah, minus six from Baltimore. Uh, none of my guys found the end zone, really. Uh, it was just a bad week, so uh, – And unfortunately, yeah. this game was for the taking, but it didn't work out so well. Yeah, Dietz won. Call to action this week for my guys. Starts at the top. Uh, next one, we got uh, Look at the Detail versus Saved by LaBelle. Uh, this was actually another really good game, uh, 117.8 to 94.9. Both respectable scores. Yeah, you know, I can't be mad at it. Look at the detail. Just pulled away at the end with some big outings from Eckler. Again, Chicago defense, you knew that was coming. And then I got a big free agent pickup in Gallman. He performed for me, almost 22 points. Galladay had himself a game. Carry on Wentz. Uh, it's, the, it's the kickers and defense that are just killing me. So I need to figure that out. I overhauled it in week five. We'll talk about that. Negative one from the Green Bay Packers. And the Packers have been a good defense thus far. Didn't work far. out for me. So, you know, I'll yeah. adjust, and, and hopefully next week I'll get on the winning side. We jump over to Jones for my Julio, the number one team in the league. Aaron Effin Blinders, Old Faithful, just not doing so well. We might have to put Old Yeller down. He's 1-3 now. Um, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, even matchup. Christian McCaffrey showing why he was the number four pick. And Williams out of Kansas City with two tutties. Big event. 
Uh, Delaney Walker, not so much. Sammy Watkins, some low performances. So Jared has a lot of work to do. I yeah, think. and uh, again, uh, Wes just putting out another solid output, another triple-digit outing. And then last game of the week recap, we'll do the clear eyes, full chub, can't lose for shaking bacon. This was just a route. Not much to say about this one. Nick, full chub, 36.3 points. Wow, that, that is literally half of Shake and Bake's outing right there. I know you were getting uh, quite the chubby about uh, Tony's team earlier in the year, and, and man, it is, uh, it's showing up. Full chub, full force. It's full chub. It's something that tells me we're going to be talking about him a little more in depth later in this pod. Yeah, I mean, if you even, like, first thing I'm looking at here is, is he had a couple guys that didn't really put up that good of scores, like starting at the top, Dak Prescott, 6.7. But then he's got those studs like Nick Chubb, 36.3. Three touchdowns, 165 yards. Yeah, no, awesome game. Underlying story in this game is on Miller's side. Start off 1-0, now 1-3. Is he panicking? Is he going back to his old freak-out ways? I'm sure he's freaking out, punching might, some holes in walls, I'm, yelling. I might need to FaceTime Kylie some yeah. Sunday just to check out. Another thing, too, that we were talking about off uh, air was we thought it was a little high that Tony put – uh, $20 or whatever it was on the New England Patriots. But it, it turns out that was an awesome waiver wire pickup because the New England Patriots defense has been the top defense in fantasy football thus far this year. And looking ahead at their schedule, I don't think there's any reason, unless maybe the Bears catch them, that they're not going to finish at least the top two fantasy defense. Averaging 19.8 por- points per game for the first four weeks, this is crucial. That's it's like having crazy. an RB1 in your defense spot. And yeah, so that's what we have for the week four rapid fire recap. What's next, Ryan? All right, let's do a little standings check in right now, Steve. Take it away. All right, heading into week five. I've been preaching symmetry throughout the standings. Same thing here, but it's spreading a little bit. We got to keep an eye out. Two four and zero teams, two zero and four teams, three three and one, three one and three. Doesn't seem like a big deal, except when you're the top five and six get in. There's only one one and three or zero and four team. Uh, that's going to make it, and there's five people vying for that spot. So it's really interesting. Start at the top. Jones is for my Julio, 4-0, highest points four. The only team that's broke the 500-point plateau so far. So no no question about that there. Odell Beckham Jesus, 4-0 as well. He went 5-0 last year. Can he do this again a second year in a row? you got to watch out for that. That's a, that's a pretty special feat if he can do so. Look at the detail. Three and one. Trent finally getting on the loser's bracket, making some momentum. Can yeah. he keep this up? Trent's uh, Trent's looking pretty good. It's the first time in the uh, modern era that he's uh, gotten a hot start like that. So we'll see if it continues. I've heard about all his great uh, dead ball era performances, but <laughs> there's no there's no facts behind it. So I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, going to the next team. Clear eyes, full chub, can't lose. This is kind of my my team crush right now. I'm yeah, kind of that was your, you were team. getting a chubby about that. I got a chubby on on Tony. Safe to say. So yeah, his team good. is really good. He uh, consistently keeps putting out good outings, and uh, you know I think he's going to be one of the teams to beat this year. Him and uh, him and West right now, in my opinion, are the best two teams. I, I would not disagree with you there. And then with the round off the three and one teams, we got the Tisberg Feelers. Deez is just always there. There's not much to say about him at this point. He just keeps chugging along. Mine is business being suave as fuck. We go to the one and three teams. We got Shake and Bake, Effing Blinders, and I'm feeling it. You know, when you're one and three, you're feeling bad about yourself. You're down, but not in this league because two weeks can get you right back in the playoff picture. Yeah. It can take you away. So, uh, league it ends right now, and Miller's getting in at one and three. Um, but you know what, Steve? I'm, I'm slumming it down at the bottom with Stevie. 
Yeah, you gotta you gotta pick up the points out of those one and three teams, Ryan, to to get back into that tiebreaker. And then we go to the bottom dwellers. Me and my bud, me and Brandon, zero and four each. I feel a little more confident this week. If I was Brandon, I would not because he hasn't even broken the 300-point plateau yet. That is the only team in the league who hasn't done so in four weeks. That hurts. Uh, and in all fairness, he has been you know he got that on. he got that new job with Striker, so that's where all his focus is. Yeah, going he doesn't nowadays. care about this league yeah. anymore. He talks every every offseason how how this league sucks. But he's hanging out with surgeons. Yeah. He doesn't want to be hanging out with us degenerates. But you know what? He'll be hanging out with us when he's dancing on a box and <laughs> you know the river walk later this year. But- all right, let's keep this party rolling and uh, move ahead to the uh, Week 5 look-aheads. Week 5 look-ahead, as always, we start with the game of the week, and this is a big one. This is my favorite one so far. Clear eyes, full chub, can't lose, 3-1. and one. Jones and my Julio, 4-0. Like we just mentioned earlier in the standings, I think these are top two teams. This should be the best game of the week. Uh, we got some firepower all throughout, running backs, receivers, even the quarterbacks. There's there's nothing you cannot like about this game. I'm very excited. The projections show that it's Tony by eight, but projections don't mean nothing. Don't mean shit right now. So we're going to get to the game. We're going to play on Sunday, and uh, we're going to see who wins. You're not going to want to miss that one. Not at uh, all. Then we got flashing flash versus look at the detail. Uh, this is uh, – Flash and Flash projected 100.7, and look at the detail, 91.7. Like I've addressed in a couple other episodes, I'm not a math guy, so projections don't mean shit to me. Uh, So I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, You got Kyler Murray squaring off against Jared Goff. Uh, You know, to be honest with you, nothing else you can say about this one. I think it's going to be close. I'm actually kind of favoring the uh, look at the detail over Flash and Flash. What about you, Steve? Yeah, just a little reverse projections. You know, Brand's getting a lot of projected points for a team who hasn't scored much. Uh, I hope for his sake that it goes well. He's putting Godwin back in there. Let's – as yeah. I always like to say. It's, it's like when I get uh, Devonta Freeman every week is projected more points than he's ever scored. So I don't know. It's a bunch of fucking nerds making these rankings in the back room. Yeah, we don't like talking about those nerds. We just you know like to keep <laughs> All right, rolling. let's keep the party rolling. Pittsburgh Feeler, shake and bake. Uh, interesting matchup. Projections are close. We've got the Patrick Mahomes, Ezekiel Elliott, firepower. Uh, let's see if we can get a little more out of his wide receivers, though. He has Hooper in the starting lineup for now. We'll see if that holds. Uh, Miller, Miller needs this game. I, I don't want to see what happens if he goes one and four. I would uh, like to see what happens. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I just want to stay out of the like old to town area. Uh, I'll see what happens on, on the news. You know, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. There's not much else to say here. Uh, then we bounce over to uh, game Odell Beckham Jesus. First, I'm feeling it. What do you think, Hagan? I know. You know, I'm a little bit nervous. Like Miller, I'm gonna be in a real bad spot if I lose. Uh, if I win, it puts me to two and three a lot more manageable um as much as i've hated david johnson and uh, devonta freeman this year they actually do have pretty solid matchups um sucks that i have uh devonta adams out with that turf toe uh you know julio jones had turf toe a couple years ago and played the entire season with it so we're going to get to see if uh, Devontae Adams is a pussy or not, but I think he's not going to play this week. And we're not really going to touch on Odell Beckham Jesus. We will in the next segment. but He's undefeated you, right now. What that? else can you say? Was that a little foreshadowing? It is a little bit of foreshadowing. Fin- we got a special interview. Let's finish the Week 5 look ahead. We're going to close out with Aaron F. and Blinders versus Say by LaBelle. 1-3 versus 0-4. Almost made this game the week for our first Toilet Bowl edition, but those things are just better left for the end of the year. Both the teams struggling. I've talked to Jock on the side. Jock's favored by 6.5. 
both really low projections. Uh, he was mad that I stole Gallman in the waiver wire, so he dropped $45 on Ronald Jones. Doesn't even have him in the starting lineup. I hope I see him in the starting lineup. That's what lineup. you got to do when you're 1-3, and three, though. You got to shoot your shot. It's your best chance of uh, recovering. So. Well, as I always say, you never want to shoot your shot on a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, but, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? Uh, anyways, I think that's our Week 5 look ahead. As promised, we have a very special interview today. On site, we have author of Nick's Picks, none other than Nick Benassi. Appreciate it. I'm proud to be here. The, the commish to, to you all. Excited to talk to the league today. <laughs> yes, we even failed to mention he's the commissioner. We were just we did fail to mention pick. that. I, and we also failed to mention that he's four and zero. He is four and zero. He is four and zero. So uh, Nick, how you doing? How was your weekend, man? I'm I'm looking up. I'm looking up. Weekend was great. Went to the Bears game on Sunday. Oh, that's oh, exciting. Nice. Yep, yep. Took a fellow league member, Wes. Oh, in the couple undefeated first place. Oh, guys. couple big ballers, big big <laughs> shots here. Um, but yeah, sat the closest I've ever sat in a Bears wow, game. Wow, four a hundred section, four rows from the blue tent. Saw Mitch getting worked on his shoulder. Saw the man, the myth, the legend, Chase Daniel. Hell wow. yeah, win the game. That beard Hell is something. Yeah. Up, look at him in fantasy, guys. He's on the way. I think the Bears are a better team week. with Chase Daniel. Big week against the Raiders. Revenge game, we not for have, Chase. We, uh, might have to outbid Miller for that Chase Daniel pick, though. Yeah. Oh, I mean, hey. If you got Trubisky in your bench still, it's, it's a bad sign. So, <laughs> so Nick, I want to start off with what we usually ask everyone. I want to know what your draft strategy was. Tell us where you originally picked was. I, I know you made a trade. Why did you trade? How did you trade? And, and what was your results of those yeah, trades? Yeah, what was your thought process behind yeah. it, too? Yeah, yeah of course. So a little process behind the undefeated season. Come on, the, uh, the business behind the brain. Hell um, yeah. But I uh, had the seventh overall pick, which is a decent pick. I've made it. For those who don't know, made it to the playoffs every year. Um, oh, 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 sorry, first sorry. summer bracket of the game. Yep, um, I've also made it to the playoffs every year. Maybe not this year, Steve. You're in great company. Um, but yeah, you're talking to the, the reigning champ. So, so we're all so let's all just pat ourselves on the yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are, are actually the league. We're sick. Uh, your, your, your ears are gold, right? Uh, now. Yeah. I will interject really quick. Um, <laughs> Benassi's actually got more wins than me and Steve combined times four. Uh, yeah, well, well we I'm, need only time. Fo- I'm only focused on week five, so. I know you're not no math guy, but when you times anything by zero with Steve over here, <laughs> you, you get the zero, so. Yes. Could be, I don't know, infinite. Anyways, Nick, your draft <laughs> strategy. Yes, draft uh, strategy. Course. So seventh overall pick, uh, who I was looking at, really, if I, if I had to pull the trigger and I didn't get a trade, I was going for Nick Chubb. If I didn't get Nick Chubb, I was going to go for a wide receiver, but I also thought, you know, any wide receiver running back I could get at that pick, I could probably all, all get at 10, 11, 12. So I started hunting for a trade, found my good friend, Brandon Johnson. He was willing to do the trade, traded down, um, gave him the 7th and 8th pick, and then in the 13th and 14th, 27th and 28th, uh, with the idea of being, hey, I'll get some of the, the B players, right? Get a bunch of the B squad, get to that 100 points, and we'll see what happens. It's a deep year. I also am a trading man, right? So I always trade. I traded for BJ, and I uh, would be a lie if I wasn't trying to trade three other members after that trade. Uh, <laughs> tried to get the first overall pick from Kyle Peter Dietz, um, but yeah, no overall great strategy. Got so a solid team. who'd you end up taking with those picks? So first overall, your man, your boy James Connor at James thirteen. Conner. Jimmy Connor at fourteen. OBJ over Julio. Controversial decision for me. I usually go uh, the safer picks, but I love me some OBJ. My team name, your Odell Beckham, Jesus. Okay, so and then 
you know, just looking through your team, you also have some strong, you have some depth. You have James Conner, Leonard Fournette, Odell Beckham, Keenan Allen. Uh, a couple things I'm more interested in is uh, you have a pick here, and he's still on your bench. Oh, and I failed to mention Derrick Henry, who you got in the mid-rounds. Derrick Henry, baby, your boy. Uh, Antonio Brown. Now, there was some risk behind it. Uh, it's not paying off right now. You still have him on the roster. What's your thoughts behind that? Yeah, Antonio Brown, it's been an up-and-down season, dude. But, you know, first week I was even debating, you know, suspending him from Odell Beckham Jesus, even if he was qualified to play Personal just because suspension. of – Yeah, you know, my morals didn't align with that, but <laughs> – if you look at Oda, if you look at Antonio Brown, how can you cut him now? He's getting better, going back to school, <laughs> learning with the children, right? Yeah. He needs a, some proofreaders. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I've seen. <laughs> needs a little bit of proofreaders because his <laughs> uh, paper is dough or do or whatever. Dough, dough, yo, dough. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Antonio Brown. How can you hate a guy who's bettering himself? He'll be on my team all season long. Is he going to be on the roster later this year? Uh, regardless, uh, <laughs> he is on my team. He's my mascot. Okay. Um, one other lineup I like, or lineup uh, personnel I like to mention: waiver wire on Darren Waller paying off. The Walrus. Some make, <laughs> some call him, but yes, Darren Waller, the Walrus, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, he's been a great waiver pickup. Put thirty plus dollars on him at, at week one. It's kind of a risky bet, um, but it paid off. He got one hundred forty yards against you, Steve, and last week got sixty yards. We'll see. He's playing the Bears this week in London, so uh, Trent Deets root on the Walrus for me. Um, yeah. we'll see how he does. It's a tough matchup. Yeah, I think that might be a good pickup for you. But speaking of Trent and Deets, what do you think's going on in Europe right now in their little Euro trip? Oh, I mean, I think that. You know, Dietz is at some discotecas. He's going around <laughs> seeing these women. He can't speak to them because they speak a different language. So his poke strategy is key. Oh. He's in his prime. The poke nod. Oh god, the, the poke, poke nod. He's been pretty quiet on social media thus far. Are you taking that as a good sign or a bad sign? You know, I think he wants to keep his America USA chicks yeah. on guard. You know, on notice. You know, if they see him. You know, just banging a couple euros. They're trying to get all self-conscious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's trying to find Euro deeds. He's trying to find himself out there, too. I, I, I mean, it's his first time in Europe. He's never been to a discotheca, but he's been to the mid a hundred times. So he's yeah. got to figure out, yeah. you know, what it's are the It's like he's in the minor leagues right now. Exactly. Yeah, enough about this. What do you think Trent's doing out there? Oh, goody two-shoe Trent. Oh, <laughs> my God, you know. He's got a girlfriend now. I, Kid's got a girlfriend. I mean, it's going to be it's, – it's, I feel like we mention this every pod. <laughs> I haven't like, – you know in Asia, you know that, you know, the, the, the wiener size isn't large. Yeah, I, I haven't heard many rumors about European males. So I don't know if the teeny weeny thing has got him off guard, if his confidence is low. Teeny weeny in America might be large and in charge in Europe. Oh, that's the thing. I just don't know. Might be, this I might be his next know. market. Well, you know, the euro is worth a little bit more than the dollar. <laughs> oh, okay. So I don't know so if they're bringing it in that way. Oh, okay. if, if, I mean, if standard it's 25% Ugh. less, I don't even want to go Ugh. there with Trent. Uh, hey, circling back uh, to the Deets thing, we mentioned on the podcast last week, and I very regrettably didn't bring this up on our original interview with Deets, but I've since posed the question of who the alpha Kyle is mm. and who the beta Kyle is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've lived with Deets a number of years, and uh, you've been friends with Miller for a number of years. Yes. Should uh, we get a quick Nick's pick? N- Nick's pick. Oh, shit. Alpha and beta. 
can we, why? And why? And you have to give the why. Can we get some, how would you define the alpha and the beta? Give me some characteristics here. Oh, man. Who's, that is a, that is a tough know, one, but I think the alpha is just, alpha does alpha male things, and the beta does bitchy things. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Not, oh. Not, wow. See what Hagen just did here is that well, whoever de- or, <laughs> yeah. beta, put him on the spot. She's leaking a bitch. I'm, I'm staying out of You this. know what? This is a fantasy-friendly podcast. And if I have to pick an alpha and a beta, I'm not going to do the political answer. Bitch out. I'm going with Deets. He's three and one. Yeah. Miller's one and three. Miller's got to prove himself. He's never made the playoff. Miller used this as some motivation. Deets, you're still a bitch. Don't get that wrong. <laughs> um, but that's what we're going with right now. And it, it's going to change throughout the year. I'm, I'm pretty sure of it. I don't trust Deets. Great sidestep there. But, uh, you know, I thought of something a little bit fun. We're going to incorporate Nick's picks. I'm going to give you two things you pick between, and then Steve's going to give you two things that you pick between. And then we're going to see what Nick's real-life picks are. Okay. So we'll start show off something nice and easy. All right, all right. Like something like Bud Light versus Miller Light. Nick's pick, go. Bud Light. Perfect. Steve, take it away. Yoga pants or white pants? Yoga pants. Ooh. I did not know these were like going to be instant answers. <laughs> I usually put analysis. <laughs> Nick's picks, by the way, has analysis. I'm not just free balling, throwing picks out there. But all right. Well, all you, right. You, it just first comes to mind? First come, first okay. serve okay. right here. All right. We're going tits or ass? Ass. Ooh, that was quick. Oh, come on. First thing in the mind. Steve, go. Gotta Summer get baseball, fall football. Fall football. What the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. Solid pick. Well, I can't think of anything right now, so wow. we're going to keep moving See, along. Hagan thought he was going to outsight me. I did. So I lost that battle. Steve played mental games with me and uh, won it to Mental All right. Warfare. Uh, mental Warfare podcast results. Steve won. Hagan, zero. Yeah. Well, I'll get you next week. Okay. So what else do we got going? Who do you got this week? So it's a, it's a great question. Got the man sitting next to me Whoa. on my right. I'm feeling it. Hagen. Not really feeling I'm it. I'm feeling it. It's it's an interesting matchup. Last year, Steve mentioned it. I went 5-0 and before succumbing to my first loss. And this year I'm trying to I'm trying to pull off the Patriots, the Dolphins, the 13 and 0. Uh and Hagen is the next victim there. Yeah, and uh <laughs> and Steve is trying to avoid the Lions this year. Lion loving Steve, as oh, Nick was calling. Oh yeah, so we were talking about this offline here, but obviously I'm going for the 13-0, and, and of course we have Arch Nemesis and doing the opposite. Steve going for the 0-13. Only team to doing that since we've been alive? Yeah, we Lions. haven't seen that. We've had some, you we've had some bad teams. You hear it first, but. Sigma Sharak. If I go 0-13, I will never, ever draft a Lion again. I think that if you go 0-13... Pick them up on waivers, they'll never be one on my roster, period. I think Whoa. that if you go 0-13, what you should have to do is... Uh, we'll do the little Tin Man thing, but all you can have is a little banana hammock in, and we'll just paint you all silver. And then your banana hammock will be your banana hammock will be it'll be it'll be a banana painted yellow, and then the rest of your body silver. You know, Ryan, that's that's actually a fantastic idea, but we already voted on it, so you can't you can't revote. Well, you know, you could just step up and do it. Well, that's a you know that's a good. I want to know who do you think would look the best as the Silver Man, all in silver. Got that suit jacket on that's Ooh. from Old Navy or whatever the fuck. All in silver. Just in being silver. stone, not moving. Ooh, that's a good one. So I'm, right now, immediately, I'm thinking who's the most hairless. I might not have hair on my head at the Ooh. time, so I could probably sport a pretty oh. slick silver head. Oh, but but in my defense, I do have a lot of facial hair. 
So keep the red beard. If I shave my face, I'm good. But now I'm kind of thinking, who's the most naked mole ratty outside of me potentially shaving? I know where you're going. I know where you're going. I actually don't even know where I'm going. I know it's Trent. 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 The human chipmunk Trent. That's a good one. Uh, He, I, I think he would be pretty good. Um, I do, I do, I, I have, uh, Miller's pretty spot. hairy, so he'd be, yeah, Miller might be too, be, I think Brand would be a good one because I think he'd yeah. just be standing out there flexing most of the day. He already has that silver hair yeah, thing. Already, yeah. That we know you die, by the way, Brand. <laughs> yeah. You're not pulling wool over our eyes, dude. Hagen's, <laughs> Brandon's been graying for quite some time. Yeah. So you're well, not fooling anyone. It's better than me balding, so. Uh, other than that, uh, Nick, I, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, uh, taking the time here. We've had a nice lengthy conversation. I think we did have a nice hard. lengthy evening, too. We didn't oh. mention it before, but we did have a couple margaritas before the cast. Uh, we're filming live on location at the River North studio. I'd also like to this mention is a beautiful studio. that this is the first time we're doing the indoor studio. Yeah. Uh, first first uh, podcast we're doing in bear weather where you wear hoodie, long sleeve, and Hagen got a little chilly. He has to come inside. <laughs> I did get a little bit cold. So you know? I, I think the pod, come wintertime, Hagen's not going to be ready to bear down. We're going to be doing it by the fireplace. <laughs> fireside with Ryan. Fires, yeah. <laughs> fireside chat. I, it's, a beautiful po- it's a beautiful podcast for anyone who's lucky enough to attend they've got greenery you've got easy accessible trash um this is this is yeah. think about hosting the super bowl faucet, party here faucet in studio yeah. so <laughs> faucet is thirsty <laughs> grab a drink yeah uh, well anyways thanks for coming out nick i appreciate the time and any parting words to, uh, to the podcast you know only parting word is don't fuck with the rules the rules are the rules and fuck you bj my week bitch <laughs>